The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We are starting our NFL preview with the AFC and NFC East divisions, ranking our top 10 fantasy running backs and Major League Baseball playoff races. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Go to RighteousFelon.com, use promo code BELLYUP. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. Welcome in on another fine Wednesday evening where we're going to talk NFL football today. I'm your host, Vince Stover, joined by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing? Doing good. You know, it's great. We're going to start talking pro football. So, of course, we've been talking college football here lately, and boy, we're in a great time of the year with football season starting and baseball uh, getting ready to wrap up, and it's been good. Hockey will be starting for long, and, of course, colleges. So, But it's always great to talk NFL. It's always a fun time to talk some NFL football, so excited uh, to get into that. And again, with the next uh, two weeks, we're going to be doing this where we're going to talk um, the uh, each division. We'll go through each division, kind of preview what's going on. We'll do win totals and all that good stuff as well. Uh, and then each week, we're also going to cover a position group for fantasy football. Also, talk about those things too, so we'll get through it all. Uh, there and today we are focusing on the East divisions, both the AFC and NFC East divisions. So let's get things started in the AFC East with the Buffalo Bills. Of course, they're uh, got their quarterback Josh Allen, who's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. He'd probably be in my top three at the moment. Uh, Stephon Diggs as a major point of their offense, and their defense is stacked. Guys like Ed Oliver, Von Miller, Tre'Davious White, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. Lots of guys over there as well. But I'll tell you what, Dad, the guy that I'm most excited about on this Buffalo Bills team this year is James Cook, the running back. Last year was a rookie. This year he looks like he's going to get an opportunity to lead the way. So I kind of got him down as my breakout candidate in Buffalo this year, uh, a guy that should play a major role in that offense. And uh, But this is a team, Dad, this division is tough. Buffalo, Miami, New England, and the Jets. Of course, the Jets, we'll talk about them in a moment. They got a little bit of a revamped team. Uh, Patriots are an interesting spot. The Dolphins, uh, they're still a quarterback away, in my opinion. Buffalo seems to be the leader of the pack, though, in the AFC East. What are your thoughts on Buffalo? Uh, well, yes, I think they're the, the leader. Um, it, interesting year for Buffalo because I think they've got a very good team, very good coach. Um, they've probably underachieved a little bit from what their fan base um, you know, has been expecting. Of course, they're getting a new stadium built there. And I think it's important. Buffalo probably needs to meet expectations this year and at least get into the AFC championship game. They've got, like I said, one of the best quarterbacks. And again, I think they have a good coach. Um, so I, I think it's a, I think Buffalo should be a dominant team in the AFC. And I think they probably need to be. Um, if, if they don't do real well, then, you know, 
it'd be wild to have a team like that kind of revamp, but they, they might have to because their expectations have been high. And I think for good reason, they've got a very good football team, but like you said, they're in a good conference, um, a good division. And, um, you know, the AFC strong right now too. Yeah. I mean, revamping for Buffalo is changing coaches. That's how, that's how it works in the NFL. So next step would be change coach. And then after that, then it would get into a little bit more of a wild kind of rebuild sort of situation. Uh, their win total data set at 10 and a half. To me, that's a relatively easy over. I don't feel like they, uh, the regular season is, they've been very good in the regular seasons. Their only their struggles have really come in the playoffs. Um, I think it's Super Bowl or bust, though. I don't think AFC Championship is enough for them. I think they got to make a Super Bowl. They don't have to win, although obviously they want to. But they got to make one this year. But 10 and a half to me is an easy over. Yes, I agree. I'd go over 10 and a half easily. Should should be. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's get on to Miami because Miami's one that we always like to talk about. Tua Tungabailoa, the quarterback. They got great receivers in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. They got solid defenders like Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips. Uh, I've got uh, a rookie cornerback, Cam Smith. He's going to start for this Miami team. He's going to be a big part of their defense this year, too. When I look at Miami, Dad, I like everything about Miami except the quarterback. It's the one thing I look at and go, man, they just don't have what they need to win the division. They don't have what they need to succeed in the playoffs. Like two, uh, First of all, we don't know how many games he's going to play. Secondly, I, I, the stats just tell us he's not that good, not, not to be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. So um, I look at Miami, and I think, my goodness, this team, until they get a legit quarterback, they're going to be in trouble. Tua is he's a starting quarterback. I'm not saying he's not a top 32 quarterback in the league, but he's not a top 10 quarterback in the league. I'm not sure that they even put him top 15 personally. I know most people would disagree with me on that, but I think the Dolphins miss out because of the quarterback situation they have. Uh, how do you feel about Miami? Well, I, I think Miami, again, they've got a very good coach again, and um, I, they've definitely tried to rebuild. They've definitely made moves um, to stock things up. Uh, I think it will come down to the quarterback. Uh, again, I, I think Tua still has potential to be the quarterback they need, but he's going to have to prove it this year. He's going to have to stay healthy, um, and then he's going to you know have to go from there. Uh, again, I think when you look back at his college career, he, you know, he, he's a winner and um, I think he can make, you know, the big play. But like I said, I think the biggest thing has been staying healthy. Um, at this point, I think the team still uh, believes in him. But again, uh, he's going to have to sh show that this year. Again, as far as a quarterback that's got the weapons, you know, you don't find anybody you know much better than that with, the, with their wide receivers and everything. So, um, you know, he'll either have to prove it or, yes, they'll need to get another quarterback. But uh, Miami should be a very strong team. Nine and a half is their win total. You go over or under nine and a half. Um, I'll go over nine and a half. I think they could get to 10. Well, we can't all be right. Uh, I'm going to go under as, uh, on, on Miami. I think they're an eight to nine win team this year. Uh, and again, they've got some talented guys. I just, I really don't think the quarterback's where it needs to be. Uh, New England Patriots. What an interesting team. Mac Jones, of course, the quarterback, although Bailey Zappi supposedly is in the hunt for the job there. That tells you everything you need to know about the Patriots quarterback situation. 
Uh, Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster at wide receiver. They got Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki at tight end. Uh, Ramon Dre Stevenson, the running back. They've got some solid defensive guys behind Matthew Judon. And they got the maybe the steal of the first round this year in Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon. A lot of people had him as a top 10 pick. Um, he slid down to the Patriots, um, which seems normal for the Patriots. But nonetheless, um, this team is interesting, Dad. Again, they don't have a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Um, I think there's a little bit still of that uh, Bill Belichick trying to prove that he's good without Tom Brady. And I think maybe ego is killing this team more than anything at this point. Um, but Patriots are at seven and a half games. How are you feeling about New England this year? Um, I think New England will be solid. He's been able to keep that. Now, I don't know about Mac Jones, a quarterback. Again, they've made some additions. I'm sure you saw this week they added a running back, too, which was, that was very, uh, very, very interesting with Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, but um, Belichick seems to know how to use guys like that sometime. And, um, I again, they're in a tough division, so I, I don't think they're going to win the division. But um, I don't think they'll fall apart and be at the bottom and be getting a high draft pick either. I think they'll at least be middle of the road um, there. So you said seven and a half for their number. Yeah, uh, I'll go over that because I think they could get to eight, maybe nine, but they could get to eight. I'm going to go under this one too, Dad. I'm going to say seven. I, I think it's maybe where they are. That, that division got better this year. And uh, I think New England's the worst team in the division at this point. And I'm not sure the worst team in the division can win eight games. Um, so I'm going to go under seven and a half. Wouldn't shock me if they're over, but I'm going to go under on this one. I really think we've, Bill Belichick has this luster about him. I've just lost it. I don't really care. I don't, I don't think he is. I think he's fine. I think he's a good coach. And, and he had his moment. But his moments came with Tom Brady. And granted, Mac Jones isn't anywhere close to Tom Brady, but there should have been more success in New England than what there's been since Brady left. So I'm going to go under. I think the Patriots, I think it gets painful this year for New England, uh, even though they did add some, some good pieces uh, this year. Uh, let's go to the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, you may have heard of their quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, great receiver in Garrett Wilson. Uh, they add Dalvin Cook to their running back room. Sauce Gardner is a rising star on the defensive side. They've got a great D-line, Quinnen Williams, Carl Lawson, John Franklin Myers. They've got a lot going on for them this year in New England. they got a guy they drafted last year, Jermaine Johnson. Uh, as a pass rusher, he was decent last year. I think he'll get better again this year. That running back room is the one to watch, though, Dad. Uh, Dalvin Cook comes in from Minnesota. Uh, Brees Hall, who was the rookie last year, injury issues there. Um, we'll see how that all shakes out. Did come off the pup list. I still like Michael Carter. He's considered the third running back on this team, but he's the kind of player that's going to fit, and I think he's the kind of player that's going to come through and be good for him. they got three solid running backs. Uh, that addition to Dalvin Cook, I mean, good night. Dalvin Cook may not be a guy you want to sign to a four-year, you know, $80 million contract, but I think he's got plenty in the tank for this year for sure. I like that addition for New York. I think that really helps him out. Well, the Jets, you know, um, 
You know, interesting team. Um, they do have talent, no doubt about that. Again, I think they have um, a good coach. I I just think they're going to have a lot of trouble with team unity. I just, I mean, I think they brought in a lot of people there, and I don't know, you know, Rogers may fit there as time goes on, but I think the first year and maybe the, fir- the first part of the season is going to be the key for the Jets because they have some tough games. If they win – those games, of course, and the expectations will be super high, but then they'll be, um, you know, like I said, they'll be kind of on a roll or whatever there. If they lose those games, which they could, then it's going to be different. Um, the media is going to be different in New York for Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, um, like I said, I, I just think it's going to be interesting for the team to try to adjust to him. Um, bringing in, you know, a lot of people he's familiar with, um, you know, or, or other players going to buy into that. Um, the younger players, I can see that Garrett, Garrett Wilson, guys like that, but some of the veterans that are losing their job and having somebody else tell them what to do. Um, I, I, I don't know about that. You know, I like Nathaniel Hackett, but he's new too. Uh, as far as people getting used to him and and how things are going, so um, I think the Jets. I don't think the Jets are a Super Bowl team. I don't think the Jets will win the division, um, but you know they they still may have a respectable season. Um, but I, I think unity is going to be the 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 issue with them. I think Aaron Rodgers is at his best when he's trying to prove something. And he's trying to prove, like Tom Brady did, that he's he was the reason why the Packers were so good for the last 20 years. Um, Rodgers, I'll tell you what, there is health concerns with Rodgers. Um, he's already got a calf injury. That's a nagging thing that he's had in the past, too. Calves, hamstrings, those kinds of things could be an issue. And you start limiting his mobility. He's still great. We've seen it oh, time and time again. Um I don't like the feeling out of New York and it's hard because I don't, I'm just, I'm trying not to be a bitter Packer fan where it goes with good riddance, but I don't know. I mean, I don't like the stuff going on. You had the stuff come out from um, uh, Sean Payton about Nathaniel Hackett that caused all kinds of drama. So you got that stuff going on. Now you've got people trying to prove that Nathaniel Hackett's a great offensive coordinator, but again, they brought in Alan Lazard. They brought in Randall Cobb. Listen, Alan Lazard is is great as a number three receiver, but he thinks he's a number one receiver. And now he's still got Rodgers, which is going to help him. But I'm telling you, if they start passing the ball away from Garrett Wilson to try to get Alan Lazard more touches, that's a problem. You don't want that. Then again, they got great running backs that they can really do a lot with. But you know Rodgers, he wants to throw the ball. So he wants to do a play action. He wants to check at the line of scrimmage. The reason why Aaron Rodgers doesn't have more Super Bowl wins than he has is because he's tried to do stuff on his own versus playing with what's given to him. I I can go on for hours about this. Rodgers passes up the guy who's wide open five yards in front of him to try to make a throw that's 20 yards down the field, and he's going to get sacked or he's going to throw the ball away instead of just throwing the ball to the guy who's wide open, and it's going to cause problems at some point in time. Listen, their win total is at nine and a half. I think they go over nine and a half. I think 10 wins, maybe 11 wins. I think they go to the playoffs. 
but I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. Um, and honestly, the more that I pay attention, I'm a little concerned that maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't even play the whole season. Um, his, he's, he's gimpy already, and that's a dangerous place to be for a guy at his age as well. So nine and a half, I go over, over or under nine and a half for New York. Um, I'll go over, like you said, I think they could get 10 wins. Um, but you're, you're exactly right about the injury thing. The last two or three years of Green Bay, he's had injuries. Now, he can tend to play through them, uh, but that hasn't always been the best results from there. And um, so, you know, I I think injuries could be a deal. Um, I hope he doesn't get injured right away because he definitely needs to play 65% of the snaps. Um, But so we're all cheering for him for that. But uh, after after he gets that, we'll see. Listen, I'm going to say some things about Aaron Rodgers real quick. I don't want to go too long on this, but early on in his career, the Packers failed him to get to the Super Bowl. Special teams failed. Defense failed. We saw it happen. They should have been to the Super Bowl more times than they were. But in the last last several years, Aaron Rodgers has been the reason why they didn't go to the Super Bowl. They had a game against Tampa, one, and he just ran on third down but he didn't. He threw the ball on the ground on third down, and then on fourth down, he screwed up too. So Rodgers is at fault for the last couple of years in Green Bay as far as not – he's he's at, equally at fault, I should say, uh, for the Packers not making the Super Bowl. But earlier on, back in the early 2000, 2011, no, 2014, uh, against Seattle, that was, a, that was a special teams thing. Uh, the defense let Colin Kaepernick run all over him. That's the defensive fault. There, there's been fault to go around for sure. But Rodgers gets himself in this mindset where he can do it on his own. And as good as Rodgers is, he needs a Devontae Adams. He needs to trust the play call. He needs to throw it to the guy who's open. And if he does that, they'll succeed. And Garrett Wilson's a great wide receiver, and I think he'll get along well with him, and I think he'll throw him the ball. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how it goes year one for sure, for the Jets. Uh, I've got the division shaken down. Buffalo 1, Jets 2, Miami 3, New England 4th in the division. How do you have it breaking down? I would take Buffalo 1. I would take Miami 2, Jets 3, and New England 4. Oh, Tua. Man, I hate that Tua keeps proving me right, but uh, (laughs) we'll see how it goes this year. Uh, let's, Let's jump down to the NFC East now. We'll start with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, dad has said one thing positive about the Cowboys in the last 10 years, uh, quarterback, Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard at running back, taking over for Ezekiel Elliott full time CD lamb. Of course there, they've got other guys as well. Micah Parsons, a phenomenal defender, uh, Leighton Vander Esch. I like him too. Trevon Diggs and Stefan Gilmore will be important, uh, covering, uh, for the defensive backs as well. Tight ends, a big question for Dallas this year. They let go. Uh, the guy who had been successful for the last two years, but they've got Jake Ferguson, a second or maybe third year guy. Uh, and then they also drafted Luke Schoonmaker as well at tight end. I like both of those guys to be productive this season. Uh, Dad, I, I still think Dak Prescott is a top 15 quarterback. I think he is what they need. I don't think they need to make him change there. But Mike McCarthy's calling plays this year, uh, changing up the offense a little bit. I'm interested to see how it works for Dallas to see if McCarthy really did learn in the time that he was out 
Um, Dallas is at nine and a half. How do you sit with Dallas this year? Um, yeah, I, I think it'll be an interesting year for Dallas. They still have, you know, some talent. They've lost, they do, like I said, they've got maybe one of the best defensive players in the league. Um, I agree. I was really surprised about the tight end thing because just, you know, looking from a fantasy standpoint, that guy, to me, he was one of the top guys. And I, I, I kind of scratched my head a little bit on that one. Uh, of course, Lamb, you know, is a great wide receiver. Um Definitely, got, got Brandon Cooks. I think this year as well at wide receiver, also. So they 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 added, you know, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. But uh, Dak Prescott, I think you know the key really with him will be the offensive line. You know, if he's got time, and again, you know, Pollard has turned out to be a good running back. If he can be healthy, yeah. um, then I think they're going to be competitive. I think they're in a good a good division, though. I think they're the teams are all pretty even. I feel like in that division, or at least three of them, but maybe all of them. And uh, or it, and that division, you know, of course, is, every division game is always competitive. Right. But that one has a lot, <clears throat> a lot of history to it. Every one of those teams, when they play Dallas, they feel like, you know, that's their big game. Um, so Dallas always has the best team coming for them. Um, the thing with McCarthy will be interesting. If that, if that makes a change, and turns it around and even helps Dak Prescott, that'll be good. If not, then McCarthy's going to be gone because now all the blame is going to be on him, um, yeah. you know, since he's calling the plays. And um, so we'll see. Again, I, you know, not big on the owner there, and I know a lot of Cowboy fans that aren't big on the owner there, and that's kind of been a thing for a long time. But anyhow, um, Dallas, what did you say the win total was? Nine and a half. I'll go and boy, that's a tough one, but um we'll go Oh, it's not that tough. You're, you're right, it's not. I'll go under. They may get nine <laughs> wins. I'm going over for sure on Dallas. Uh they're gonna win at least ten games. Uh I, I think they end up second in the division of Philadelphia. I look at the quarterbacks in the East, Dad. I know you like Daniel Jones. The stats just don't back it up. I, I to me it's Jalen Hurts. Uh, Dak Prescott, then Daniel Jones, and then Sam Howell or whoever else is going to play for Washington. Uh, I I just think that um, if they got to eliminate the outside noise in Dallas, which is so hard to do with the ownership um, and just everything else that goes on. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, Zeke's gone now, so that that might change the locker room dynamics up a little bit. I don't know. Um, I I Dallas is due. I mean, they're just due. And at some point, they're going to come through. Philadelphia will be really, really tough to beat for them. Uh, I go over nine and a half. I think Dallas is a playoff team this year. And I think we might see them make a run um, that we've been kind of anticipating them making over the last five or six years. Um, They might finally make it this year. Uh, Let's go to the New York Giants. Uh, Daniel Jones is the quarterback. Saquon got his deal signed. Not what he was looking for, but he got something signed. Darren Waller comes over. Huge addition to the offense. Leonard Williams and Kayvon Thibodeau uh, lead the defense. This team is really weird. Their wide receiver group is basically a whole bunch of number three wide receivers. Um, They don't have that one guy who can just step up and lead. Jalen Hyatt comes over in the draft. Maybe he becomes that guy, but I'm not sure it's in year one. Daniel Jones was good enough where they had to sign him. Ah, Man. I don't dislike Daniel Jones. 
I just don't think he's I don't think he's a guy that sets you apart. He reminds me of a Jimmy Garoppolo in the sense he's gonna do fine, but he's never gonna be the guy. And I feel like you need the guy uh at quarterback in New York. Their win totals at seven and a half. I'm gonna go over again with the Giants. Uh, man, they, they gotta be able to win at least eight, don't they? So I'm gonna go over, but I'm not sure this is the year the Giants were hoping for even with the second year under the new head coach, Brian Dayball, and the system and everything there. I think they're missing some playmakers still on offense. So I'm going to go over 7.5, but barely. How do you sit with the Giants? Yeah, I, I go over 7.5. You know, I remember last year you talked a lot about the coach, and I think he is a very good coach. He's turned things around there. Daniel Jones, I think the jury's still out on him. I think he has potential. Now, whether he'll develop into a much better quarterback, you know, we don't know. Um, he could use some more weapons, a wide receiver, but I think getting Waller a tight end, that should be a real help. Yeah. Any quarterback can, you know, depend a little bit on the tight end. And I think Saquon Barkley has a lot to prove this year. And I think he, if he's, he, you know, his health is back. Um, you know, again, you get a running back like him. If they got the, if they got the system, set up right, then, you know, he's got one of the best running backs. He's got one of the best tight ends. And again, if their defense, you know, I they did strengthen that some in the draft. Um, if the defense can be good, um, which it, can be probably, it may be able to in this division, um, you know, I, I think the Giants could be respectable. We'll see. So you say Saquon has a lot to prove. In my opinion, he's got a lot of reasons not to not to run hard. Um, he's not going to get paid even if he runs well. If he runs well, they're going to say, well, you ran well, but you got beat up. Um, there's there's very little motivation for running backs uh, these days. And I, I like Saquon. I think he'll have a good season. But that, I'm a little bit more concerned about that uh, than I am thinking, oh, yeah, he's motivated to go out and prove something. I've got to run the other way on that one a little bit, which scares me about the running backs. Philadelphia, boy, they came through last year. Jalen Hurts proved that he is a winner. You talked about Tua has won. Well, Tua won in college, uh, but Jalen Hurts won in college, even though he was replaced by Tua, and he's won in the NFL now. He's solidified himself as one of the top threats at quarterback. Um, a lot of the reason for that is through his legs, but nonetheless, still a threat. They bring in DeAndre Swift at running back. Uh, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith are the, the big wide receivers, Dallas Goddard tied in. So they got lots of offensive weapons. They've got a, such a solid defense, Jordan Davis, Patrick Cox, Darius Slay, just to name a few. Uh, and then they drafted guys like Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith that are going to come in and contribute as well. Uh, the Georgia defenders. So this Philadelphia team did not go backwards this year. If anything, they went forward 11 and a half is their win total. Uh, I'm going to hammer the over on that one. I'm all in on Philadelphia this year. Uh, to me, they've they've shown what they are, and health is the only thing that can stop them. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think I think I'll go over on that too. And yeah, I think they're the favorite by far in the division. Like you said, they're solid. Hertz has proved to be a good quarterback. Of course, he can run, and he's got good wide receivers. So um, you know they they've got him some tools there. And like you said, the defense could really really be stout. So I think Philadelphia. Philadelphia is by far one of the top teams, maybe the top team in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, you got a, you got a defense like that. It's hard to look past. I mean, you just you're going to trust it. Uh, Washington Commanders, for at least for the rest of this year, may change their name again. 
what an what a weird team. Uh, lots of change going on. Lots of just odd things happen there. Sam Howell is the projected starting quarterback. We'll see how that goes. Scary Terry McLaurin. I love him. Uh, not sure that I love him being being the receiver for Sam Howell, but uh, Johan Dotson, second year guy out of Penn State, had a good start. Or out of Penn State, he was out of uh, TCU, I think. Um, but he had a great start last year. He'll get better this year. They got a stable of running backs led by Brian Robinson. Chase Young, a lot of rumor about him getting traded, but he's a great defender. Kendall Fuller back there, cornerback. They drafted Emmanuel Forbes, uh, a solid pick in the draft as well. But, Dad, this team, their win totals at six and a half. I'm going under six and a half, and that's hard to do in this league. They need a quarterback, and in order to get a good quarterback, you got to be under six and a half. So I'm going to go under six and a half for Washington. How do you feel about the Commanders? Um, well, I, I think I'll go over six and a half because, again, you know, um, I think I like Washington, but like I said, they've had a little bit of already drama there with you know with BM and me and uh, as a coach and some stuff. But um, I, you, they do need a quarterback. Now, whether Howell will be serviceable or not this year, I don't know. Apart from that, they have a lot of talent. The defense has underachieved a little bit, but they have some great players, you know, potential there on defense. And um, I, I just don't see Washington being um, way down at the bottom. So I'll go over six and a half. Um, but it'd be interesting because of the division they're in. Yeah, so I've got to go in Philadelphia, Dallas, New York, Washington. Uh, is how I see the division breaking down. Uh, are you on page with that, or do you have the Giants over the Cowboys? I've got Giants over Dallas, but that could be go either way. Oof. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right, let's get into uh, – uh, we're going to do our Super Bowl predictions at the end of the previews and everything like that. But each week we are going to come in with some fantasy topics. And today we're looking at running backs. Um, and I want to run through just our top 10 running backs. We're going to give you a sleeper and a bust to go with these as well. And I, to me, the top, the top of the running back group is pretty much similar probably for everybody. But once you get down mid-range to the bottom 10, it's probably going to f- flux a little bit between different people. So um, I've got Christian McCaffrey as a solid running back number one uh, with everything that he does receiving and running the football. To me, he's clearly fantasy's number one running back. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, I've got McCaffrey number one, no doubt about it. All right, give me your next three guys. My next three guys um, are Derrick Henry, Taylor, and then Nick Chubb. Taylor. Who's Taylor? Um, from Indianapolis. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I left him off, Jonathan Taylor. I left him off my top ten because I'm not sure he's going to play. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah there's that might, about that. I might change that once everything gets figured out with him. I went ahead and left him off my top ten for now, um, waiting to see what happens. So I, I will say that if, if he's playing full strength, all that good stuff, he's my number two guy. Um, but I, I'm worried about him right now. So I, so say those three again. I apologize. Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor. And Nick Chubb. And Nick Chubb. Okay, so I got Saquon as my second guy, Chubb as my third, and Austin Eckler as my fourth. And I'm the anti-Austin Eckler, by the way. I do not draft Austin Eckler. 
Um, you, I don't have a good reason. I say this every year. I don't have a good reason. The numbers say Austin Eckler is a good fantasy running back. I don't want him on my team, so I don't draft Austin Eckler. But the numbers do put him up in that range. So I go Saquon too. Chubb, I love Nick Chubb as a fantasy running back. Um, he doesn't receive a ton, although with Hunt now not being in Cleveland, that might open up the door a little bit more for him uh, fantasy-wise. Uh, but I love Nick Chubb as a fantasy running back. Eckler there, solid. I got Derrick Henry fifth on my list, Dad. Um, he's going to run a lot, but again, this is a team. I mean, never talks about trading him this offseason. There's a lot of question marks with some of these guys. So I got Derrick Henry five. I'll give you my next couple. I got I go Aaron Jones six. Again, he receives a ton out of the backfield as well as runs uh, there in Green Bay. I go Joe Mixon seven from Cincinnati. Uh, health is a big factor to that um, as well. So who do you have there at five, six, and seven, or four, five, six, and seven? Sorry, it's, it'd be five, six, and seven. Can I have Chubb yeah. four, five is um, Saquon Barkley, six is Eckler, and seven is Aaron Jones. All right, so we've got five, uh, six of the, the the same in our top seven. Um, I, I don't have Jonathan Taylor. That's the difference. And again, I'll I'll add him in once once I know what he's going to do. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with all those. I go uh, eight, nine, ten. I go Bijan Robinson from Atlanta, Najee Harris from Pittsburgh, and Travis Etienne from Jacksonville. And to me, there's a lot of guys that can fit into this eight, nine, ten spot. Um, that could go a lot of different directions. Uh, but I feel like the rookie in Atlanta is going to get a lot of opportunity. Uh, I think he's going to get a ton of catches. And then uh, Najee Harris, to me, Pittsburgh's a team on the rise, and I like what they're going to do with him this year. And then ETN, I mean, give me Jacksonville. I'm I'm all, all aboard the Jacksonville train as well. So who do you have as your 8, 9, and 10 guys? 8, eight I've got uh, Josh Jacobs from the Raiders. 9, I got Robinson from Atlanta. And then 10, Najee Harris. So, uh, yeah. same ones there. You know, running backs are always tricky in fantasy because you get guys that have, are, you know, are they going to be as good this year or are they not? You know, I remember yeah. year, years ago, I was in a fantasy, um, had a fantasy draft and I had the third pick. And it was very obvious there were three running backs. It felt like you had to take one of those three. And the third guy I didn't really want, but I thought, well, he is so good. And uh, turned out that's when he started to go downhill uh, a little bit there. So, um, and that was our famous Titan running back. So, Chris Johnson? No. Eddie George? Eddie George, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, listen, I, I, Josh Jacobs, another guy, he's a little bit in flux right now with Vegas. So, I left him off my top 10 also. Um, to me, he is in that bottom, bottom part of that top 10 probably. Uh, but I just, I'm a little concerned about what's going on in Vegas, especially with, with Josh Jacobs. Um, and I really like what Jacksonville's doing. I think ETN is going to continue to gain, uh, touches there in Jacksonville as well. So we got a pretty similar grouping. I just got the two guys that I'm waiting to see what happens with before I put them in those rankings, uh, there let's go sleeper and bust. Let's start with our sleeper candidate at running back, uh, who's a running back that you find that could be a sleeper this year in fantasy football? I was trying to de decide whether we're talking about a sleeper who could end up being one of the top 10 running backs, or we're talking about a guy who just would be a legitimate running back, um, you know, a sleeper I, from there. I view it as a guy that you're going to draft 
uh, low, he's going to end up much higher than his draft value. Um, so if you draft him in a later round, he's going to be a guy that qualifies in the top, one of the top rounds or something to that effect. So sleeper to me is his value is, is, is cheap right now, but he's going to end the season as a guy that everybody's going to go, man, I should have seen that one coming. Well, two of the guys that I had, I was looking at, um, well, to me, the one of them, and I don't know he'll be drafted that high is from Washington and Brian Robinson. Yeah. So that, that was a guy there. Same way with James Cook from Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, I had in there, I had A.J. Dillon. And as far as a little more of a long shot, Jamal Williams uh, at New Orleans now. Yeah, Jamal Williams is a good one, uh, with especially with the suspension of Alvin Kamara. Um, Jamal Williams kind of busted on the scene last year. We knew him because he was in Green Bay. Uh, but last year with Detroit, he kind of came on. He's got a great personality. And so people started to see him a little bit more. For me, it's James Cook. He's he's the clear-cut sleeper, in my opinion. He's a guy that's going to get opportunities on a really good team. Um, he had a great college career. Um, he's, you know, I mean, he's got his, what is his, I think it's his cousin, Dalvin Cook. Uh, maybe it's his brother. I don't know if it's cousin or brother, but Dalvin Cook, they're related. Um, James Cook is, is a really good football player, and uh, he's got potential to be a solid fantasy running back for you this year as well. Uh, but I like Jamal Williams a, a, on there. I think um, Washington scares me because they got two guys that should be productive. It's the same thing with A.J. Dillon. He's going to get his touches. I like I like Jones better than him um, on Green Bay. But Washington, I'm a little scared about which way to go with Washington's running back situation. I think there's going to be value there. I'm just not sure who. Um, but to me, James Cook is a guy you got to look for. Uh, but I love the Jamal Williams pick as well. All right, let's go bust time. Who, who's going to who's gonna fall apart and not be what they were last year? Um, I looked at it, and I think it'll be um, from Carolina. It'll be Sanders. Miles Sanders. Who is good at Philadelphia. I, I think he'll drop off some of Carolina. Okay, so I almost picked Miles Sanders as my sleeper. Um, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what Carolina does. There's a lot of question marks there, of course, with the rookie quarterback. Um, I'm going to go Damian Pierce from Texas, uh, from Houston. Uh, last year had a solid, solid outing, but uh, I just don't think he's going to get the same looks that he got last year, and uh, I think it's going to be harder for him this year. So I got Damian Pierce as my bust. Uh, probably not, not your traditional bust. Um, I, mean, I could always throw Austin Eckler in. I'm going to be right one of these years about Austin Eckler. Um, so you throw him in there too. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but uh, Damian Pierce is who I'll list as my bust. But again, I am not drafting. If you're in my league, I can guarantee you I'm not drafting Austin Eckler. Now I say that if I'm at the 10-11 turn and he's there, I'm probably going to end up drafting him. But I'm not taking him in the top seven picks. I, to me, he's just not that. Um, and so I don't know Well, I, I would be shocked if I come out of my fantasy drafts and have Austin Eckler on any of my teams, I would be absolutely shocked by that. Um, I'll throw this in there too. I mean, we both had Najee Harris in the top 10. Najee Harris might end up being one of the top running backs this year. I yep. think Pittsburgh, you gotta, you gotta understand what they are. Um, and they're going to need that running game. Najee Harris has a lot of potential this year. I've got him at nine. By the time I get to my drafts, I might have him further up that list. 
Yeah, I think I think he has great potential. He's a guy that you could look at earlier without a doubt. The guy that's kind of tricky that we didn't put in here because of the situation, but is Alvin Kamara. Because yeah. you know, yeah. in, in, in the day he was he was tremendous. And yeah. if he if he bounces back, he's a guy that somebody's gonna get later in the draft that's gonna be great. Yeah, four game suspension. I have a hard time drafting a guy like that in the first two rounds. I mean, you're going to get 10 running backs gone in the first two rounds. So, um, man, I don't know. I, it will be interesting to see kind of where he falls to. Uh, I'm a huge Camara fan, I think, especially fantasy football-wise. Um, so, yeah, that will be a really interesting one to watch and see kind of where he starts going. I'm just now diving into my fantasy stuff. Uh, I got drafts coming up in a week, uh, a little over a week. So I, I got to figure some of this out soon. Uh, but yeah, good, good point as well. Uh, all right. Anything else on the uh, East divisions or fantasy running backs? Nope. No, I think we're good. All right. Let's talk baseball real quick before we head out this evening. Uh, and the playoff races are in full effect. Cubs and Reds fighting out for second place in the NL Central and fighting out a playoff spot as a wild-card team. Currently, though, the Giants and Marlins hold wild-card spots, a game up on the Cubs and the Reds. Dad, what happened to your Giants? Three out of the last seven. Uh, they won three out of the last seven, so seven losses. They went on a losing streak there. It's not been pretty. They basically seceded the, uh, in the, the West. They're not going to win that division. Um, but both them and the Diamondbacks kind of took a rough, rough stumble here since the all-star break. Well, the giants have had, you know, have played, played some good teams. You know, they, they had trouble with Texas. I was hoping they could do better with that. Same way with Tampa. They won yesterday, but lost again today. Um, and they, they've got some more tough games coming up. They got Philadelphia. They've got Atlanta a couple times. So um, they're going to have to play well um, if they're going to stay, stay in the hunt here, but I think they can. Yeah, the National League has the best team in baseball in the Atlanta Braves. The Dodgers have been on a roll nine-game win streak, um, and they look solid there too. The rest of the NL, Dad, they just they don't look scary. I mean, Milwaukee's been super inconsistent. Philadelphia, they've got the talent, but they're on a three-game losing streak. Nobody's scared of the Giants. Nobody's scared of the Marlins. Nobody's scared of the Cubs. No one's scared of the Reds. No one's scared of the Diamondbacks. And at the end of the day, it's a top-heavy National League. Would you agree with that? I may have lost him. <laughs> yeah, right, you I'll cut out there, so. Okay, I'll keep moving on to the American League. And what we've got going on in the American League, the Orioles still holding on to the top spot in the AL East. Uh, then we've got the Rays two and a half back. Minnesota, I think, is in clear control in the American League Central. And Texas seems to be in control in the West as they're still three and a half up on the Astros. Uh, the Mariners, though, have, have made a run for the wild card spot. Uh, they're currently still sitting on the outside looking in, but they're looking like a really tough team. So currently, uh, the Rays, Astros, and Blue Jays are your wild card teams. Mariners, two games out. Uh, Red Sox, three games out. I think the Mariners are the only legit threat, though, to steal a wild card spot uh, there as well. So the American League is is coming down, shaking down here to the end as well. 
And uh, but I think they're a lot tougher. I think the American League is a lot deeper than the National League this year. Um, and uh, they got some exciting teams over there with Baltimore and Texas in particular. All right, so we're going to go ahead and call it a night. Uh, visit RighteousFelon.com. Get yourself some beef jerky. Use code BELLYUP to get 15% off your purchase. Tomorrow night we'll be live at 8 o'clock with the Sports Stove Local Hour. Ryan Jackson joins me to co-host, and we'll be talking with the uh, linebacker coaches, the inside linebacker coach who's also the defensive coordinator, Jake Johnson, outside linebacker coach Derek Day, and linebacker Jared uh, Jalen Herod. Uh, will be joining us as well, so you can catch that there. Sunday, we'll be live with the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show as well at 8 o'clock on Sunday. Follow us on social media at Sports Stove, Twitter, and Instagram. Like, share, subscribe, review, all those good things for us to help us out. Thanks for tuning in to tonight's edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. Until next time, we'll catch you around the Sports Stove.